Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Key Reese. And I'm Karen Donnelly. I'm the pop culture editor here at Mamma Mia, and I'm Laura Brodnick's arch rival. Yes, you are. That is very, very true. She's probably listening right now and cursing the day you were born. <laughs> it's your last day with us here it today, is. Karen. I'll do a little thank you at the end, but it's been lovely having you here. Before I forget, tomorrow we are dropping our watch club into the feed all about Younger. But today we're going to be talking to you about the other shows you should be watching this weekend, including a sneaky little British police series that I am in love with. Before we do that, we have the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. So, Key, it's the news we've all been waiting for. It's Prince Philip's funeral on Saturday, and we've been waiting to hear whether Prince William and Prince Harry will be walking beside each other or whether they will be walking separately and looking in opposite directions. And they will be walking separately. (gasps) Scandal! The palace has released information today about the funeral, which will be held on Saturday, and they've said that their cousin, Peter Phillips, and son, I think so, yeah, will be walking in between them, so they're not touching, not having to talk. So only 30 people are actually going to attend the service, and 15 of those will be leading the coffin into St. George's Chapel, and yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. I think you guys might talk about it more on Monday's episode. I think we will be. Well, after four years together, two of them engaged, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez have officially called it quits. In a joint statement released today, the pop superstar and former pro baseball player said, We have realised we are better as friends, no duh, and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. So this announcement doesn't come as a huge surprise. There were rumours that they called off their engagement last month following multiple allegations of infidelity on Ray Rod's part because he is a dirty dog. Dirty, dirty boy. And at the time, the now former couple did address those reports, calling them inaccurate, but admitting they were working on some things. So what was surprising in all of this? Well, the hours leading up to the breakup when A-Rod went and did arguably the weirdest breakup thing ever. Now, it's very visual, which is such a shame because it's so weird, but I'm going to do my best at explaining it. So last night before the announcement was made, he took to his Instagram stories and shot a video. And in the video, he pans across this shelf of photographs, some of him and J-Lo, some of him, J-Lo and their children. Some so it's like with friends. It was a, a shrine, shrine and it. he's panning across. And on the final bit, he kind of settles on this one photo, which I think is from their beach proposal. And it's basically Jennifer and Alex with a big love heart around it. Oh, my God. Right? Okay, so that's weird enough. But then we add a backing track. The backing track is Coldplay Fix You. (laughs) 
And then he tagged her. He tagged her in the story of the shrine in tribute to her. Like, if she is still in love with him or had any feelings for him, she now has the ick, which is so good because she's so much better than him and I'm so excited for her to move on. But, like, that's the ickiest breakup thing I have ever witnessed. It's so weird. So do you think he was saying that he couldn't fix her, that he wanted to fix her? I think, like, if he was, he has serious issues. My interpretation of that is that he's saying she couldn't fix him. Because he's always been, like, a serial cheater. Yeah, yeah. Dirty dog. And rounding out the headlines today, Fremantle, which is the production company behind Australia's longest-running soap, Neighbours, have announced that they are commissioning an independent investigation following new allegations of racism on set. So this announcement comes as a third actor, Sharon Johal, posted a statement on her website this week alleging that she experienced direct, indirect and casual racism during her time on the show over the past four years. So the statement read, and it's really long, we're going to link it in our show notes because it's an important read, but I'm just going to pull out a bit of it that I think is quite good. So she said, on more than one occasion, a current cast member who was a non-person of colour directly referred to me as you people when speaking in derogatory terms about an altercation they were involved with with an Indian person. The same person repeatedly referred to me as the black one and or blackie behind my back in the presence of other crew members. She was also told that the same cast member repeatedly claimed that the show only employed Indian actors and diverse actors of colour to fill quotas and not because they were any good. So Sharon joins Indigenous actor Sharina Clanton, who was the first to come forward alleging that she had experienced multiple racist traumas, including the use of the N-word twice on set. And following Sharina's claims, fellow Indigenous actor Maine Wyatt, who was a series regular on the show from 2014 to 2016, also alleges that he experienced racism on set involving walking in on someone referring to him as the C word. So the story is obviously developing and we'll be updating as news comes through. And as I mentioned, we're going to link Sharon's full statement in our show notes for you guys to have a read. I finished my work week on my couch, ordered some food. It's time for Weekend Watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. All right, it is Weekend Watch time and... Guess first. Karen, take it away. What are you recommending this weekend? Planes, shotguns, acting like you're running for your life. Hazel! Have you ever thought of just lowering your standards in terms of general happiness? He's watching us right now for a trip that he implanted in my brain. So, Key, today I really need to talk about Stan's new eight-part series, Made for Love. Yes, brilliant recommendation. It's so good. So I would describe it as kind of like Black Mirror but with the lols. Oh, I like that. Mm. It's kind of like very techy and very like it's a bit of a thriller but it's also just really, really funny. So for those who haven't watched, it has a brilliant cast. Who is in it? So the main character is played by Kristen Milioti who most people will know is the mother on How I Met Your Mother. I hope that's not spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers from 10 years ago. She's also starred in a bunch of movies like Palm Springs, that really good movie that came out last year, and The Wolf of Wall Street. She stars alongside Billy Magnuson, who you might know from Game Night and Into the Woods. He has like this really perfect sleazy frat boy face. He looks sort of like Leonardo DiCaprio, but more frat boy Oh, yeah. So easy on the eyes, we'll say. Very easy on the eyes. Very easy on the eyes. 
So the series follows this character of Hazel Green and at the start of it we see her sort of dramatically escape from an underground tunnel in the middle of the desert and it's like, what's, what's she doing there? And then later we find out that she's been living in this high-tech hub for 10 years. And when I say hub, it's like if Elon Musk had a girlfriend and like trapped her in the Tesla Oh my God, so Grimes? We're imagining she's Grimes. She's Grimes. He's Elon Musk. His name is Byron Gogol and his company's name is Gogol, which is like a play on Google. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty close to Google. Yeah, so they have this hub and it's all like being created by technology. So like the sky isn't actually the sky. It's like in a dome. So it's a bit like that movie, The Truman Show. Yeah, it's a little The Truman Show, but like 20 years on. Ooh, okay, upgrade. So they live in this like perfect little paradise. They have a dolphin swimming in their pool and everything seems like it's perfect but then we discover later that like she doesn't actually want to be there she's been controlled by him for 10 years (gasps) and then she discovers that he wants to put a chip in her head that will let him read her innermost thoughts and know like everything she's thinking and feeling and smelling Ew, the smelling thing weird (laughs) the smelling thing is really weird so she escapes and that's when she comes out of the the tunnel in the middle of the desert after that, she turns up at her estranged father's house, which is Ray Romano. Oh, from Everybody Loves Everybody Raymond. Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Ray Romano not playing Ray Romano for the first time. He's playing like her sort of down on his luck, middle-aged father. He has like this real life sex doll that is named Diane, who he's in a really serious relationship with. So I don't want to go into too much detail because there's like a few twists and turns and I don't want to give too much away. But if you're after like a quick little binge watch that's really interesting, there's eight episodes. They're about 30 minutes long and they're all on stand now. Brilliant. Oh, police! Gail Vella's murder is this force's highest profile investigation. Her life cut short and whoever did it's got away with it. It will be our job to detect whether police corruption has contributed to this murder remaining unsolved. Bella drew attention to links between organised crime and corrupt police officers. There is no corruption in this police force. A barefaced liar promoted to our highest office. You should investigate. Believe me, we will. You have no idea what she's capable of. Okay, it's my turn. And my recommendation was actually kind of hooked off an Instagram story that you posted last night because I saw that you got this big fancy evidence box delivered to Mamma Mia that we were meant to open together but don't worry we didn't end up doing that it's fine. Oh, it was the best package I've it was ever so received. so good and you put it on your Instagram stories and it ended up being from BritBox for the latest season of Line of Duty so season six so that is my recommendation today. So if you haven't heard of Line of Duty, it's a series from the BBC and it focuses on this unit within the police force called AC-12 and it's an anti-corruption unit that focuses on basically investigating cops. So they're in the business of getting bent coppers, if you will. (laughs) A very famous line and my other Line of Duty lovers out there will get that and hopefully be chuckling along at home. So this AC-12 team is led by Superintendent Ted Hastings, who's played by Adrian Dunbar, and they're in this kind of a duo this season with Detective Inspector Steve Arnott, who's been in it the whole time, but their third kind of person's left. I'll get to that later. So they get this tip off, and that goes on to be the case that they're working on for this season, and they're investigating a murder investigation unit, which is led by DCI Joanne Davidson. There are lots of acronyms in the show, which is kind of my favourite. What does DCI mean? 
Detective Chief Inspector. So oh. people have to call her Mum. Why do they call them Mum? It's like a British thing. It's like mm. ma'am, but mom. Uh. They do it in James Bond. It's just basically in high. So she's thing. the boss. She is the boss of that murder investigation unit. So this episode starts off in true kind of line of duty fashion, really fast paced. We're kind of thrown in with this convoy of black cars with with the murder investigation unit inside, and they have the guns. Like, ah, oh, police, poof, poof, poof. <laughs> like they're the only ones that can have the guns because in in the UK. There's bobbies, like normal police with yeah. the little, So you they know, don't have guns. That have certain part of the police force can only have guns. So that's how they kind of do it. So they've gone and they've got this high-profile suspect that they're bringing in for this murder case. So this famous journalist, Gail Valor, was murdered at point-blank range, getting out of her car, and it's just been all over the news. So basically they've been tasked with bringing this murder suspect in. But on the way to pick him up, Something happens. They kind of stumble across this live armed robbery and it ends up derailing their original mission by three hours. They finally get there and they get the suspect, but nothing's really adding up and everything seems a little bit off. And that causes one of the team members to go to AC12 and give them a tip off, like something fishy is going on. They're like, we've got a bent copper. We've got a bent copper. Oh. is how you say it. It's got an Irish accent. Don't worry, you'll pick it up later. <laughs> um, so the plot twist in this, obviously, is the murder investigation unit happens to have a new member on their team. And they're bent. No. Well, I won't get into that. But it's former AC12 officer D.I. Kate Fleming, who's played by Vicky McClure. And so Kate, she's been in all the previous one to five seasons. She's decided this season she's left AC12. She doesn't want to be in the anti-corruption unit. She's just in the normal you know, murder investigation unit. And she worked really hard because obviously coppers that investigate other coppers, they're like a bit sus of them. So she's worked really hard to kind of win them over. But what ends up happening is because her old team are now investigating a new team, she has to make a decision. Is she going to be an informant for them or is she not going to be an informant for them? And that's kind of the gist of it, of where that's, that episode kind of is a setup, I guess, for the rest of the season. So episodes one to four are now available on BritBox. Now, the reason why I held off, this was released at the end of March, was because I was like, another streaming service? Mm. But then I saw the investigation box and then I was like, this is my favourite show, I'm investing. But... You don't necessarily have to invest if you don't have BritBox yet because if you haven't even seen the show, hop on over to Stan. They have seasons one to five all there. So watch that. And then by the time you finished all of those seasons, just do the week of free trial on BritBox and all seven episodes of the new season will be out by then. You can just binge them and then end your little membership after that. It's a little <laughs> bit shady, but whatever. Shady. So oh. many things. So, yes, Line of Duty season six on BritBox or seasons one to five on Stan. Stan. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today and thank you, Karen, for subbing in while Laura Brodnick is away being fabulous with big sunglasses on and hair extensions bristling in the wind. I can't wait to get a recap of her trip. I know, I'm very excited. And you'll be back on our show next, next Friday. Week with, yeah, with Laura. Yes, perfect. I'm going to be away. I'm taking a little sneaky long weekend, so it won't be long until we hear your voice back on here. Yes. This episode of The Spill was produced by Liz Ratliff with audio production by Maddie Joanno. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.